Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil. <clears throat> that that might have been the most original one you've done yet. Thank you. You started. <laughs> I, 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 it felt like you started too low, and you had to bail a little bit. Yeah, I hurt my throat. I hurt my teeth. I was gritting my teeth. You know what might throw the listeners off one time is if they press play and they hear you begin and you're like, hello, welcome back to another episode of... And you go, evil man. Just like that. Evil man. And then they would be like, what is happening now? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of... Evil men. <laughs> I see you. Can I say something to the listeners right now? Please. Absolutely. Thanks so much for tuning in. You're so nice. Wow, that's really nice. I like it. There's a weird, I'm going to say it, there's a weird energy here today on this show. I can feel it. <laughs> Well, we uh, this is our first episode uh, back, back from in the concrete jungle, the cottage. Soul. Who are your favorite soul brothers? I'm gonna go first. Okay, Dan Aykroyd yep. and John Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I would say John Goodman too. Uh, I'd say the little boy. From Blues yeah. Brothers 2000, yeah, there, was going, on, there was James, a little boy. You're always going about the little boy this, yeah. the little boy that. Yeah. <laughs> they called themselves the Blues Brothers, but they were singing soul music. So yeah. really, they were soul brothers. Yes. So why did they call themselves uh, Blues Brothers? Yeah, it wasn't the blues. Yeah. Ah, it's should, whatever. Yeah. Tweet it's about a very this. funny movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of... Uh, you. Laugh out loud funny stuff happens. Yeah. In, in the blues Brothers. <laughs> they go, we're on a mission from God. Yeah, they just literally, sincerely play the blues and uh-huh. get soul in car music. chases. Yeah. Sorry, soul music and get in car chases. Imagine if, like... like they sing, I'm a soul man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a soul man. <laughs> what would the equivalent so be So funny, rewind that, Papa. Like, what if Pete... <laughs> If Pete Davidson and like uh, who's another like white comedian right now? Like if Pete Davidson and John Mulaney uh, made a movie where they just sing reggae songs around, <laughs> you know, and everyone's like, "Yeah, they're they're reggae guys." Yeah, I guess that's I guess that would be similar. And then they hire a bunch of but do they legitimate have... reggae guys to back them up? <laughs> but would um, you know? Pete Davidson and John Mulaney have like sunglasses on and fedoras because that. They're... You can't forget that. Well, probably because that's not doesn't fit with the reggae vibe. They'd probably have dreadlocks. Okay, you know, and which Dan Aykroyd wears in Trading Places. He dresses up like a reggae man. Yes, he's done them all. <laughs> all the music guys, Chris. <clears throat> we've talked about how Dan Aykroyd sings like the blues too much. Like at the end of the Great Outdoors and the credits. The Great Outdoors has nothing to do with blues or soul. <laughs> and he does a soul song and dance. Yeah, in the restaurant where John Candy's character had to eat that whole steak. Yeah, and it's in the oh, it's yeah. over the closing credits. So the movie's already over. Yeah. And then for some reason, <laughs> there's this post-movie scene where Dan Eckert sings the blues 
and and the rest of the cast are kind of well, dancing. I, I would love it if Pete Davidson he and John always, Mulaney made yeah. a movie, and during the credit sequence, is them singing a version of "Welcome to Jam Rock." <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or yeah. "No Woman, No Cry." But I would still watch it if they dressed like the Blues Brothers. All right, like they don't have to go like some uh, yeah reggae costume. They should just do Blues Brothers costume. But clearly, in the great outdoors, I'm sure Dan Aykroyd was like, "Hey, do you mind if I sing at the end?" Like. Imagine if I was like I'm that. I'm in the movie, and the audience needs <laughs> they to love see. It. It's a it's a good guess. They're actually going to be confused if I don't sing a soul song. <laughs> I actually know what happened. They tested. That's not how he talks. How does he, he talk? It's, it's, he know, doesn't have a very obvious, uh, impressionable <laughs> voice. No, he does. Or he face. talks very. He's like no. adamant, like this. I think we need to have some blues music at the end of, the, at the, end of the movie. But I know Crystal what, Head Vodka. Yes, I know the story though, Chris. Do you want to hear why they had blues music at the end of the Great Outdoors? Yeah, they showed the film to a test audience as they soul do music. in Hollywood. Soul music, mm-hmm. and the audience left, and they were all sad. And they were like, there was like a fight that broke out, and the studio guys were like, "Whoa, whoa, break it up, yeah, break yeah. it up! Why are you, why are you so upset?" Mm-hmm. And the audience, they're like, "Fine movie, but there's no." Like soul or blues at the end, sung by Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh, light bulb went off," and they added that. That same thing happened in the movie Predator. Oh, really? Yeah, like they showed it to test people, and it was like, "Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it." Uh, that other <laughs> dude from uh, Happy Gilmore who's really good, but there's no Dan Aykroyd's soul. So they actually added in the later DVDs yeah. at the end of Predator, Dan Aykroyd goes through the jungle and sings a soul <clears throat> song, Knock on to wood. the Predator and to <laughs> yeah. Arnold and. You're yeah. the one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> 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 and Predator sings Mustang Stally in uh, <laughs> yeah. Sally. Mustang Stally! You've got to work on your voice, Predator. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here to accept his honorary doctorate at. PhD at uh, Harvard University is Mr. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, because it's like anything, like anything he's involved in, like soul music needs to play, and he's like, "This is mine. Yeah. <laughs> I am soul music, man." <laughs> yep, friends, funerals, uh, anything. I feel like this is a this peep. This is a. People have made this joke before, I'm sure, but if this feels like a stand-up joke, like, so you know the Predator, he comes yeah. from a galaxy far away, mm-hmm. millions of light years. Yeah, he's basically kind. Of, he's got this mask. He's you know super advanced, and he has dreadlocks. You're telling me they have dreadlocks on the Predator planet? Doesn't that sound like a stand-up <laughs> joke to you? Yeah, and weird how it all comes around too. Like we were telling, we were talking about how John Mulaney and Pete Davidson should wear dreadlocks. Because they're new characters, mm. they could be inspired by the just, pre- they could be inspired by the predator. So it's not really cultural appropriation in that way. Well, it is, well, but it's predator's predator. culture. Yeah, true. I just actually pictured them in my mind for the first time with dreadlocks, and I burst out laughing. It's very I just good. pictured the yeah. predator's alien ship landing in the jungle, and all these like camouflaged commandos are like, "What is that?" And then the the door opens, <laughs> smoke comes out. And it's like, <laughs> don't worry about a thing. Got him. Every little thing's. <laughs> you know, that vacuum gun. 
right. Remember that? Is that the movie where he goes? Jesse Ventura. Get in that. the chopper. Yeah. Get to the chopper. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Jesse Ventura's in that too. Yeah, he's yeah. got that weird gun Jesse. that's sound, like this the rotating gun. Yeah. And it's like a yeah. I forget what they're called, but it's like it sounds like a vacuum. It's like and then they like mm. mow down like half the jungle. I heard an interview with John McTiernan, the director of that, nice. and he said it was like this crazy experience. And you know the tough guys in the tough guys in the movie, like fighting the predator who like all die. Yeah. yeah, they like one of them apparently was like genuinely nuts and creating all this havoc on on set. Oh, predator. Who? Um, I'll look it up. James, they have a name for that. It's called Predator Syndrome. When you're shooting a movie in the jungle and you go nuts. Oh, I thought that's <laughs> when you were like uh, being hunted by the predator and you fall in love with them. <laughs> well, it's, it's also that. <laughs> I got predator fever. Did you know <laughs> Schwarzenegger and Tom Arnold <clears throat> were spotted like on Spadina here in Toronto the other day riding right. uh, like e-bikes or something and then... People were taking pictures of them. That is cool. We got Arnold cool. in Toronto right now. We got Adam Sandler in Toronto right now. Toronto is Tom Poppin'. Arnold, as you say. You know what? Honestly, people. Okay, people who listen to our podcast who aren't from Toronto, I'm just gonna say it. Toronto is next level. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Don't you think it's next level, people guys? Yeah. Next level in the summer. Toronto in the summer is next level city. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So many stores and shops and restaurants and uh, stores. Um, Par- the, a couple parks. A couple of parks that you shouldn't linger around too long or else the cops will come. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're back here in Toronto. Yeah. And we've just been at a cottage for three days. Four? Three days. And uh, Chris, uh, we had a great time. We recorded a shitload of episodes Dude. and a shitload of bonus episodes there. So we party on Patreon. But um, I microdosed shrooms. I, I ate gummies. I made garbaritas, uh, p- the poor man's margarita. They were good. Mm-hmm. I had one, sweet. Probably not good for my blood sugar, but it was a delicious one-off treat. <laughs> I drank tons of tequila, beer. Yeah, yeah, that about sums it up. I I was drinking Ace Hills and uh, and wine. I mean, it was a great time. Yeah, one night you had we, you had a weed gummy with me. Yep, I did. We laughed. We yep, we laughed. We laughed. They're we laughed legal. our heads off. They're legal now. They're legal in Canada. Right. Um, but one night, uh, Mike went to bed. He goes to bed earlier than we do. And early cr- to bed and early to rise, etc. Yeah. And uh, Chris, you and I stayed up. He did go to bed early every time. Yeah. Mike's an early... <laughs> Mike's an old granny. Now that I think about it. Well, no, good for you. You, you were getting up early. But we all had bad sleeps and slept the same amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, that's no true. No matter when we went to bed. It's true. Sleeps. So what the fuck hey, is I, going on? I don't know. This is why I started this episode with the angry voice. Because we were getting four hours sleep each night or something. Yeah, it sucked. I was tired. Shit. Um, one night when... There's no airflow in the fucking cottage. <laughs> Look, I can email the guy and complain. Do it. Okay. VRBO. <laughs> one Anyways. night when Mike went to bed early... Well, usually, actually, I would say almost every night Mike... Wait, hey, he's going to bed right now. <laughs> Mike, it's only 7 p.m. Good night, um, boys. We we watched movies on the couch when Mike went to bed. Yeah, I was in the back of the couch and James was in the front. 
And we would get eat weed gummies and spoon on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You were sitting on the couch and I was sitting in front of the couch, kind of in, in between your open legs. In my legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. your head was uh, I resting where my legs were open. <laughs> I came yeah. downstairs for a glass of water and I was like, oh, okay. And I was playing with your hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah you were doing a, my hair into a long Yeah, uh, and we were watching ponytail. 16 Candles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really cute. <clears throat> it was cool. It was cool. Classic cottage situation. Um, the, One of the nights there... We were flipping through what could we watch, and you suggested this movie called Crank with Jason Statham. Yeah, Jason Statham. Yeah, and it was we. I, I watched the whole movie. I'm surprised that you didn't even know of it. No, it was a really funny. Because I feel like crank. everyone knows it. Well, oh, you don't know it either. I don't know a goddamn thing about Crank. Well, it's not on Criterio. Put it that way. <laughs> it's not on Moobs. Okay. It might be on movie, might be on Criteria one day. But Jason Statham's, oh, to the hardcore listeners of Evil Men, I can see the bad guy across from James's balcony now in the window. Yeah. Who? I'd love to be Jason Statham in Crank right now and just jump off that balcony through that window and yeah. give him a what for. Oh, I would too. <laughs> There's his girlfriend. Ah, he scored her? Yeah, I mean... Oh, the windows are open and your door's open. <laughs> <laughs> she just adjusted a daisy near the window where it's open. If they drew their motherfucking blinds, this Draw your be motherfucking blinds and stop yelling at my friend's girlfriend, you fucking loser. <laughs> hey, <laughs> how'd you get your girlfriend? You're not going to last long. She's going to get bored of you soon, you fucking dumpy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Draw your motherfucking blinds is the funniest insult. <laughs> It's like the opposite of an old yeah, western. Yeah. Draw your motherfucking blinds. Not your gun. Yeah. You're blind. I want those Venetians closed. Fluff out your duvet, punk. I want your blinds closed by sundown. <laughs> Please. If no, but it is true, listeners. If you know this drawn. deep cut that we're referencing, <clears throat> it's from a past James zone. And, uh, yeah, this is the perfect view. My girlfriend was out there working, and a guy yeah. across this young guy yelled at her. But this is the first time that Mike and I have had a great view of the residents of their window with their blinds wide, wide open. They do not look worth a spit. I mean, the girl looks great, but the guy, <laughs> the guy who yelled at James is... He kind of looks like Moe's from The Office, like Dwight's cousin, but kind of bigger. I, I don't remember... Yeah, no. He looks like a guy who's like, um, clandestinely eating all the nachos and cheese dip at a party when everyone else is talking <laughs> to each other and having nice cocktails. <laughs> belongs behind bars. He belongs behind bars. Yeah. Um, but crank. Yeah. What is it? Crank. Why is everyone okay, talking here's about? Here's the premise. Okay, Chris, jump in if I'm wrong. Crank is like the energy drink of movies. Yeah. Okay, the movie starts. Jason Statham. 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 <clears throat> He's been uh, captured by another gangster. Shit. And they, in- and they inject him with a poison. And they're like, you're going to die soon. Ha ha ha. stupid. Yeah. So then, like, heart's going to die. Then Jason realizes <laughs> the only way he's going to stay alive is by fucking being cranked. 
basically the it only saps your adrenaline, so you have to do everything possible to maintain adrenaline at all times. Exactly. The only it's way like he's going to survive it's is like if a, he's max adrenaline for an hour and a that half. That sounds exhausting. Yes. Yeah. Until his doctor, a very casual, chill Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, who was good. What? Figures out a fix yeah. for him. Yeah, Dwight Yoakam kills it in the movie. The movie is good. It's it is really good. funny and, and crazy. Does he wear a cowboy hat? There's no movie does? like Maybe, it. Maybe actually. One of the things he has to do to maintain his adrenaline is he has sex with his girlfriend. Yes. A really funny, also good role, like a kind of stoner Amy Smart. Yeah. In a stadium full of people watching. <laughs> yeah, I think it was... He steals I, a cop's motorcycle yeah. when he's got that, like, uh, hospital gown on with his butt showing. Yeah. It's really good. That's a good device, though, to, to just fill a movie with the most extreme situations. 100%. You know? It's like speed. It's like speed, but, but the bus the is bus his heart. Imagine the bus is your heart. Imagine yeah. you're the bus. I go. Imagine the bus is your heart. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what he's it's like. It's kind of what it's like. Wow. It's so Don't good. go below 50 or the bomb will blow up. Hey, don't let your adrenaline drop or you'll blow up. And yeah, so people listening like, fuck, like on the Discord or on Twitter, let's get talking about Crank and Crank-like <laughs> movies because it was such a blast. And here's a little surprise live on this podcast. James probably doesn't know, but there's a Crank too. <laughs> really? There is. I mean, hey, we'll save that for the next trip. Yeah, which is we want to go to Oaxaca, Oaxaca, Mexico. Yeah, is is Crank Two's slug line? Oh crap! I've been cranked again. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's cranked good again. One. I wonder what the premise of Crank Two is, because it's almost I forget. But they go way more extreme. Like he's literally he falls possible? out of like a plane and stuff. Maybe he has like, to be like it's crazy uh, climaxing. At all, like twenty four hours. That's genuinely how I feel, anyways. Right, every day I need to be climaxing <laughs> I, every hour, tight. every like, twenty four hours. I generally am wound too tight. I get stressed, yeah, anxious. You need to climax. Well, that. But I was gonna say you have a lot of sex, but you no one's ever made you have an orgasm. Apparently, that didn't you say right, that? Right. Yeah. 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 So maybe that's it. But no one knows how to work you yet. Maybe you're, you're right. You're a puzzle. You're the man puzzle. That's what everyone says about yeah. you. Where's Jesus G's Like I'm, I'm like the Saturday New York Times yes. crossword. It's very, very hard to, to solve, and you don't yeah. want to do it with a pen. Where, where's your clit? Where's mine? Yeah. yeah I James. mean, I haven't even found the bloody thing. You know what's really funny to me? One of the funniest jokes I've ever heard Go on. is when a man goes, Where the fuck is the clit? It's like, ha ha ha, I know, right? It can't just be. That obvious thing Chris. on the top of the <laughs> vagina, you fucking moron. Now, Chris, <laughs> you probably don't know this. I guess it is kind of yeah. stupid. It's like saying, you know, <laughs> where's your dick? Yeah, like you can sort of see it, I guess. Now, where's the toe? You didn't know this, Chris, before you said that. That is very I mean, funny. We're not talking about China over here. China's China. You didn't know this, the before. wrestler. But anyways, I did just release a Netflix special, stand-up special called oh, "Where shit. the Fuck Is the Clit," and I'm feeling pretty bad right now. You know oh, what, Mike? Though? We're sorry. Netflix loves that kind of shit, so you're gonna kill, Mike. We so even though know. I'm blowing up your spot here, we yeah. don't have as many listeners as Netflix yeah. has viewers. And, you're and gonna kill it, Mike. Honestly, and it begins if, with if, a skit. If Chris and I knew that your stand-up special was called "Where Is the Clit," where the we, fuck is the clit? we wouldn't have made those jokes. Thank you. Does it start with a pan into a bedroom window and then shows a girl and then you hear music going like, hmm, 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 
and Mike's yeah. under and the she's covers. Like, nope, that's not it. Yeah. And your and, head's and moving under the covers. Mike yeah. pops his head up and goes, ah, I'm so frustrated, I can't find your clit. And then the music goes, hum, 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 hum. And then, and then, and, and then she's me. like, what about that map I drew you? And then Mike pulls yeah. out a treasure map with an X on it. And he's yeah. like, it's not helping either. Okay, let's give it another shot. And then he goes under and goes... Hum, 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 the music is very good. Hum, 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 hum. You know and then she's mean? like, are you even trying down there? And then she pulls up the covers and Mike is, uh, I don't know... I'm eating a, yeah, eating a, a bologna sandwich <laughs> and yeah. a glass of Coca-Cola. Yeah. Yeah. I decided to eat something that I know is there for a fact and that I can truly enjoy. <laughs> If I'm being honest, a bologna sandwich on Wonder Bread. (laughs) I wink at the. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I don't believe there even is a clit. Yeah. And then I wink at the camera. Like comedy music from the nineties. Sorry. Yeah. That was good. And then the stage is shaped like a giant vagina, and I walk out of it. Oh. And. And. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. if um the stage yes was sort of a vagina mm-hmm. and then I don't want to be too disgusting but the no 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 it's okay hood or whatever is the kind of where you stand yeah you know what I'm saying it's yeah like kind of you become well the joke is the like clitoris. Clitoris. oh you become the man in the little yeah. canoe yeah in the little and you boat. wear yes. all flesh colored clothes well of course <laughs> and then Pink, have, like skin like yeah white guy tight, like <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, and the joke. My opening joke is like, I know half of you in the room tonight can't see me. <laughs> I'm talking about the fellas. Yeah, yeah. You know what women I mean? know all about me. Yeah, this is good. This yeah, is a yeah. one man fringe show where Mike Palazzo yeah. plays the clitoris. <laughs> yeah, that's his. This is it, like, yeah, yeah. It's about time a man. It's directed play, by Judd Apatow. Played a woman's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is a great idea. Yeah. Your special <laughs> would be called "Where in the World." Is you know well, Carmen Clit Diego? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where in the world is Carmen Clit Diego? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I hire Rockapella to sing the opening songs. Everyone's like, "This is very funny." Mm, bop, like, boop, yeah. doop, doop, well, is it over here doop, or is it over there? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes I think it's in her hair. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, um, dude! Emmy- we make so many great money-making ideas on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. We just hmm. give them away. Fuck, men can't find the clitoris, and women can't find the ass. <laughs> that's that's the way it is. Yeah, you know what I honestly, mean? men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and transgendered people are just chilling here on Earth, going, "What the hell's up with these guys?" <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a, that, that's going to become a very common uh, phrase. Yeah, so like it that. would make a good T-shirt. And for my transgender friends who listen, if you do, tell me what you think, because I want a percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what money, would you money, guys money? call your Netflix specials when they happen? Ooh, great question. <gasps> um, hmm. And you can't use the where is the template. That's mine. Ah, damn Can it. we call it crank, or is that too confusing? Crank, crank comedy. Because my comedy. stand-up doesn't lose its adrenaline kick for the whole hour and a half that I'm on stage. Yeah. So it is crank-like. But I'll keep thinking. James, I mean, do you have recent one? specials are called like triggered or... Yeah. Is, what about something like what's the deal or... or how about how about if my special is James Hartnett, These Are Crazy Times. Mm-hmm. Now that's, like a, 
good one. You know, you said that, and my eyebrow raised. And then I could start my special yeah. going on about COVID and mm-hmm. like, you know, Please. some people don't want to wear a mask. Some people do want to wear a mask. Yes. I'm just here going, is everybody freaking nuts? Yes. And yeah. then I'll talk about monkeypox. Now there's monkeypox. Yeah. And people yeah. listening, this is the voice James adapts when he does yeah. stand up. It's a little different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's then your podcast voice. Yes. Chris, how about this for your special? Netflix presents Chris Lock uh, in. That wasn't on my bingo card. <laughs> oh, that's good. But you know what? Because I'm wackier than you guys. Yes. And you're dressed up like a bingo. Dabber. Dabber. Well, I would do it if you guys really want me to do it. But yeah. I think we got to think of a, a title, to be honest, that captures my uh, my nonsensical, uh, you know, irreverence. Mm. Like this? I'm a, I'm a yeah. bozo the clown type of guy. I'm nuts. What if you you can't sound? predict what I'm going to say. You guys say it. You guys look right straight down the barrel and tell it like it is. Yes. Mm. Yeah, Whereas yeah. I'm like coming from I don't know where. What's he? What did he smoke to come up with that? Well, Chris, you just came up what? with your title. <laughs> oh, what did he smoke to come up with that? Nice and snappy. What did he smoke to come up with that? That's good. That's I really good. Fucking love it. I'm gonna send it. That, yeah. Honestly, uh, to Morgan right album, now, it'll album fit on a T-shirt nicely. It'll fit in your memory nicely. Hey. What did he smoke to come up with that? Beep beep. <laughs> Before we get to this week's evil man, we should mention that we have a Patreon account. Oh, and you can find it at Patreon.com/slash Evil Men. Oh, and. Uh, if you go to that website, you can sign up. You pay a little bit every month. Probably the cost of a, a cup of coffee and a muffin at Tim Hortons. Yes, uh, a blueberry muffin and a little uh, medium roast coffee. Yep. For that price, you, you're good for the month. And you get uh, at least two bonus episodes a month. We just recorded a bunch at the cottage. They're yeah. wild. They're crazy. They're nuts. We also just did a bonus episode that's out uh, with Brandon Ash Muhammad. That's honestly probably the nastiest, most sexy, <laughs> horny episode we've ever done. It's awesome. Yeah. We talked about uh, all sorts of stuff. Steamy. Uh, with the downstairs, if you know what I mean. Yes. Honk, honk. And if you join <laughs> the Patreon, you also get to go on our Discord, which is like a chat room. Um, and you get to come to our uh, fall retreat. Where we go to a monastery with some fans and we just have a silent week together. <laughs> we eat a very basic diet. No phones. No phones. Uh, intense physical exercise. Uh, you're not allowed to sleep. And you are you have to sign a non-disclosure Well, agreement. we're still yeah. workshopping the monastery yeah. thing. Yeah. But you can. The Discord is real. Yeah. And the episodes are real. <laughs> All right. Patreon.com. Slash evil man. Beep, beep. <laughs> Beep, beep. <laughs> Michael, uh, you chose this week's evil man. Who did you choose? I'm choosing a guy who many art historians and critics consider to be the very first of the bad boy artists. Cool. Okay? So we're not talking about a, a nice, you know, obedient painter or artist, uh, sculptor or something like that. We're talking about a real badass, uh, a bad motherfucker. Michelangelo Merisi de Caravaggio. Caravaggio. Ever yes. heard of Caravaggio, guys? The name's 
rings a bell. It's that it's a name you hear and you you in the back of your mind you go, oh yeah, yeah, he was an artist or something. You're always walking around the streets yeah. of Toronto. You, you just hear conversations as you walk by, and you always hear yeah. like, well, Caravaggio, this Caravaggio, that. Yes. Yeah, Caravaggio's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caravaggio. Can I take your order? You know what? With a name like that, you got to be a hot guy. Like yeah. anyone with the name Caravaggio, I'm thinking Fabio. You're not Wallace Shawn. You're not. You could not be Wallace Shawn and have your name be Caravaggio. <laughs> You'd have to change your name. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um. Yeah. So Caravaggio. <laughs> excuse me. So Caravaggio, he was a 16th century Italian painter and. His work uh, is described by art critics as combining a realistic observation of the human state, both physical and emotional, with a dramatic use of lighting. Uh, his style mm. is like chiaroscuro, uh, the play of light and shadow. In, yes, in we a all painting. know what chiaroscuro is, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Chiaros- Jesus Christ. Um, and the fuck, so <clears throat> condescending. I had to look up the robot pronouncing it on the dictionary.com what? 20 times. Um Caravaggio, uh, as I said, he was like the first bad boy artist on record. He was disagreeable, violent, very thin-skinned, and was responsible for several brutal deaths. Thin-skinned is a red flag for me when it comes to artists. Yeah. You know what's funny? You said like he, his uh, style was playing with light and dark. I'm, I, I never took art history or anything, but, you know, I've gone to lots of galleries, like, you know, or, you know... Yeah. Um, art galleries in different cities. All right. And I feel like every single painter, they always go, and you notice what's specific about him is, yeah. notice how he, the interplay between light and dark. I oh. feel like I've never seen a painting yeah. where they don't go, notice the light and the dark. How original. <laughs> My mom looks at paintings and tries to find the trick. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like She yeah. goes, like, what's that guy who does the stormy... Uh, C's John Smith something you know John William Smith or something like that no. yeah I know John mean, yeah I, I just know that painting of the goalie that's the only painting I know <laughs> the good old hockey game <laughs> it's everything we know but the <laughs> oh I hate that I forget this painter's name but he's a British but guy your mom always sees Waldo paints, in every painting <laughs> yeah she goes we were looking at it uh, a bunch of family were in the art gallery looking at it and it was like one of those stormy paintings and uh, are you looking it up? Yeah, because I know Please you're help. talking I'm about. I'm so embarrassed. You, you keep I'm, talking, and I'll. Uh... I know a lot of stuff. I just don't remember how to say it. And uh, she goes, "Do you see it?" And it's just like a stormy sky, right uh, above the sea. Was it John Martin? Like a port? Maybe. Let me see his paintings. Yeah, John okay. Martin. But she goes, "Do you see it?" And we're like, "What? Like the, this painting?" Yeah. She's like, "It's a dog." <laughs> <laughs> so your mom thinks that the, in the clouds is like a secret Yeah, the artist <laughs> always has to put something that you, like another thing that you have to decipher in the painting. A secret dog. <laughs> it's like every painting is like a 3D painting to her. It's like... Solved it. Yeah. Do you see it? There's fish down there. There is? I don't think so. This Those one has a car. supposed to be fish. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's an umbrella in the clouds. Like an uh, like a painting is not a painting unless unless there's like a surrealistic type of trick to it. <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs> I remember once seeing at the MoMA, I think in New York, these Van Gogh Starry Night painting, and a bunch of people were gathered around it because it's so famous. And this guy was there with his girlfriend, I guess. And he was just like, 
Yeah, I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to impress his girlfriend by saying he didn't think much of Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, I mean, technically you can look at anything and say that. Yeah. And uh, you'd kind of be right, but that's really funny. <laughs> I don't see what the big deal is about the Big Mac. Yeah, whatever. So I want to tell you guys about the early <laughs> yeah, years. <whatever. laughs> you guys want to hear about the early years of Caravaggio? Yes. So he's oh, right. born in Milan in 1581, uh, the time of Shakespeare. I think just the tail end of the Inquisition or during the Inquisition. At this time, Milan was part of the Spanish Empire because all, all of Italy was just like city-states or regional kingdoms or duchies or something. Um, in 1576, the family moved to Caravaggio, a town uh, east of Milan. Should we move to a town that is almost our last name? Yeah. Sure. It's a good idea. Vaggi, Vaggio, uh, I'm uh, we're paging Dr. Freud here. <laughs> um, and the family moved there to, to escape mm, a plague. Vaggio. A plague. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Milan was infested with the plague, so the Caravaggio family moved to this town called Caravaggi, uh, where his father and grandpa both died on the same day in 1577. Oh my God, that's a shitter of a day. From the plague? Yes. So they moved, but the plague... Plague followed them. Shit. Yeah. Oh, honey, freaky. I've got bad news. My dad died of the plague today. Oh, well, get ready for even worse news. So did your grandfather. <laughs> Wait, is that who else died? Yeah. 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 Oh, my yeah. God. Are you kidding me? He died today, too? Yeah. Caravaggio. This is the worst, one of the worst days of my life. Caravaggio turns to the camera and goes like, we sh- uh, so- can we just erase today? Yes. Can we like not have a done today? Take it out <laughs> of the calendar. So he's raised by his mother, who had to raise five children in poverty. You know, no grandpa, no father around. Yeah, but the Grim Reaper was always kind of nearby. Yes, mm-hmm. to raise them. <laughs> Him and his brothers and sisters. I'm not the uh, dad, but I'm the dad who stepped up. It's a me, the, Greep, the Grim Reaper, going to help him raise you. It's a me, Grim Reaper. <laughs> but guess, guess what? Caravaggio's damn mother died also in 1584, the same year he began a four-year apprenticeship to the Milanese painter Simone Pietrzano. So he's already, uh, I guess he's been identified as having some art talent. He has good parents now. He's going to start painting. I wish I was a natural. Yeah, no, it's it's never too late. Um, Caravaggio... (laughs) Was around Milan. He was around like paintings. He was inspired by like Da Vinci paintings. Uh, a little painting called uh, "The Last Supper." Ever heard of it? He liked that, eh? <clears throat> he liked it. He learned from it. I like this thing. Eh, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find a trick. Yeah. Do you see that? It's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> see above Jesus's head? There's a balloon. If you look closely. <laughs> Um, and Caravaggio soaked up the uh, the regional Lombard style of art, which valued simplicity and naturalistic detail, um, which was sort of out of step with the popular style at the time, which was like Roman mannerism, it was called. Right. So he's kind of like... So, I'm know, a different kind of guy. He's <laughs> evolving the art form. He's evolving. He's very mysterious. He's brooding. Um, in 1592, Mr. Caravaggio, he leaves Milan. He says... Smell you later. And he goes to a little town called Rome, Italy. And he left to pursue painting, but also uh, he was getting in trouble in Milan and he had to sort of leave town after wounding a police officer. So Jeez, he's kind of a police tough officer? guy, huh? Yeah, man. 
Mm. Best ever heard of Italian police officers in the 16th century? Mm. There was a lot of hard-boiled detectives. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's already kind of uh, on the streets. He's drinking and brawling a bit uh, from a young age, mm. leaving town because he punched a cop in the gut or the face. So he goes to Rome. He's got no damn money. Not a lira? Is that what the Italian currency would have been? Mm. And within a few months, he starts. Uh, he gets a job as like an apprentice doing hack work for it. <laughs> yes, he was on Celebrity Apprentice. <clears throat> and um, he was doing hack work for a successful painter named Giuseppe Cesari, who was the Pope's favorite artist. Who's more, success- uh, who's more famous now, though? Cesari or Caravaggio? Caravaggio. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, sucker. Yes. Hey, I'm the Pope's favorite artist. Yeah. Oh, cool. It is cool. Okay. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> Why are you being sarcastic? It is cool. The Pope. Wow, the Pope likes you. Okay. Um, so check this have out. Have fun He's... trying to have sex with the Pope. <laughs> I don't want to have sex. Oh! <laughs> so check this out. He's a bit of a tough guy, right? He left Milan because he punched a cop. Um, and now he sounds like a punk. He's a punk rocker in the USA. And he's... Hey, uh, pig! What? I just got punched <laughs> by Caravaggio. Yeah. So he's, yeah. Felicia. <laughs> he got uh, he had to get out of Dodge, and now he's working as an apprentice for his, for this artist, who's the Pope's favorite. And he's a tough guy, and his job is painting flowers and fruit in the factory workshop. Right. Wow. And was his life directed by Piero Pasolini? Basically, in a major, I think didn't he make a someone made a film about Caravaggio? Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So he he's. He's painting the walls of a factory. No, he's making paintings in a factory. Oh, sorry. I, I misunderstood. Dude, so you're he, fucking... Like, James has the Jays game on his phone. Oh, my he's just God. On We're talking couch. about a 16th century fucking legendary painter. I wasn't looking at it. I just had looked on the break. Right. So, James, welcome back, Buck Martinez. James, do you like baseball more than the paintings no, of Caravaggio? <laughs> Guys... I, I we took a break. I checked the score. So he's a tough punk painting flowers and fruit for this boss, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and suddenly there's this boom in the art biz in Rome. <laughs> Demand for paintings to fill all the the new churches and palazzi being built at the time. That sounds like fucking fun, bro. Yeah. And then also, do the Medici still rule or what? I think they were slightly earlier. They were earlier because they. They were patrons of Da Vinci, right? But their family lineage went for a long time. Eh, whatever. Who cares? It, fall, it fell in 1494, the House of Medici. Oh. So, I don't know what the just fuck I'm talking about. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sorry, guys. No, it's, it's fine. I'll talk a bit more about Caravaggio's painting style, because it's so fascinating. Chiaroscuro. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's also a type of Portuguese chicken. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking, too. Sometimes you're like, am I painting or am I eating a delicious meal with yeah. those little potato balls with the hot sauce? Mmm, and rice. Mm-hmm. So his innovation in painting uh, was considered radical. It was radical naturalism that combined close physical observation with a dramatic theatrical use of chiaroscuro, you know, light and shade, the play of it. His paintings are often quite dark. If you look at them, and his style came to be known as tenebrism. I don't get it. Um, I got this from NPR. An art historian uh, says that the artist rejected the uplifting Baroque style, so dear to the Catholic Church, 
and plunged biblical narratives into the gloom and desperation of contemporary reality. So he would, uh, well, I'll get to it later, but he, he took things from his life, his gritty life in Rome, and applied them to like religious painting uh, hmm. subjects. So he's in Rome. Now, Caravaggio is starting to get a bit of a name around town for paintings, uh, bangers like Boy Peeling a Fruit, uh, Boy with a Basket of Fruit, or a painting we all love called Young Sick Bacchus. <laughs> you, guys, you guys know these ones, right? Young Sick Bacchus, eh? <laughs> That'd be a great rapper name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So is what that I, Bacchus the uh, Greek god of the, uh, the wine and partying? Yeah. In a drama? But he's sick. Okay, I'm looking at boy here, James. Mm-hmm. And James, you have boy with a basket of fruit on the wall in your bedroom. I do, yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm, yeah, really familiar. Well, you've with taken that. out the fruit and put in <laughs> other things. Yeah, and, we and don't you need called to. it boy with the boobies. <laughs> we don't need to uh, look at that painting, eh? I can definitely so, so this, see. By the way, like you said, his work is, with light and shadow. This is boy peeling fruit. We're looking. Yeah, at here. and the boy's shirt is undone quite He's low. He's kind of got a V-neck. I think I think they all dress like that. I don't think it's supposed to mean anything. Great haircut, yeah. Considering the, how long ago it was, yeah. And, um, uh, he's ser- he's literally just peeling some fruit. I mean, yeah. there's no two ways about it. The little kid is peeling some fruit in the dark. His face of concentration is uh, quite, uh, you yeah. know, interesting. But yeah, it's definitely his work of light and shadow because there's a deep dark shadow behind the boy with nothing else illuminated it kind of looks like he's in a black cave being lit by a spotlight or almost like mm-hmm. the boy is the light shining the light onto the fruit in front of him and there's young sick bacchus looking sick as f okay we're looking at the painting young sick bacchus and he looks like uh, who's that who's that american comedian brandon ward brandon wardell oh, he looks like brandon he wardell sort of he sort of does but is also, that brandon wardell well, maybe if he was also back. is that painting about when bacchus um Got COVID for a bit? Bacchus got COVID for a little bit because he was sort of a COVID denier and he supported the, the trucks, yeah. the truckers in Ottawa in the uh, winter oh, last year. Oh, man. I'm looking at some other Caravaggios and like, okay, yeah. talk about light and shadow. Apparently. His figures are always illuminated. Uh, yes. Uh, and, and practically, basically pitch black behind them. Yes. Every now and then you see like a red curtain maybe. But yeah, not much. It's really about the characters being glowingly illuminated and they're not painted like they're not painted in a literally painted in a uh complimentary light they're very realistic and brutal uh and the young sick bacchus apparently self-portrait shit dude self-portrait have you fucking seen this one i'm gonna get to the headless he does a lot of headless oh is that john uh, the baptist uh hollow Fernays or something but i'm gonna get um. to he did a bunch of severed heads lately or later in his career so okay um, after painting these bangers of the boy peeling fruit, boy uh, jumping through sprinkler, whatever, mm-hmm. Caravaggio left uh, the Pope's favorite artist, Cesare, and he said yeah. uh, he was determined to make his own way after they had a big fight. Jeez. Right? He was like, I'm not painting any more fucking flowers and fruit for you, man. I don't care if you're the Pope's favorite artist. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. how I feel, to be honest. And he called him a fuckface. Yeah. Is, did it say that hey, in Wikipedia? Face. Well, in Italian, yeah. Did Fuku. he say it like Marky Smith? Fukovacci. Hey, fuck face. Hey, fuck face. Um, now he's on his own, cut loose after he's made a bit of a name, and he's int- he gets involved in the, the the world of like the Roman demimon and the the art scene and the sort of uh, the underworld in Rome, and he meets some extremely important, 
movers and shakers in the Rome art scene, and these friends introduce him to some influential art collectors and buyers, right? And he's also introduced to the world of Roman street brawls by his friend, the architect Honorio Longhi. What are Roman street brawls? It keeps coming up when you read about Caravaggio. I guess Rome, I guess it was a thing that happened, just like a lot of violent street Mm. urchins fighting uh, for wine and bread. Grapes? Yeah. Huh. It's like, I think boy peeling fruit's the best painting. No, I think boy uh, peeling... Boy peeling a hard-boiled egg is the best painting. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Next thing you know, blows are exchanged. Did you ever watch that HBO show, Rome? I didn't. I did. It, it was. Did you ever watch that, Chris? Rome, the HBO show. No, I always wanted to. It's pretty good. I mean, it's really uh, sensationalistic, but it's good. But it mm-hmm. really portrays ancient Rome as very violent and very. Well, I'm going to say horny. There's a lot of sex. It seems like everything violent. Everyone was horny. Everything s- smelled and. Yep. Um, people were in a hurry to do stuff because they were going to die at the age of 33 or something. Yeah, mm. it's not like today. Yeah. We have a longer amount of time to live, and that's the only difference. Yeah. <laughs> so Caravaggio, he's let loose in Rome. He's beginning to make a name uh, with paintings you guys have probably heard of, like The Fortune Teller, which was a banger. Uh, and it was, uh, it was in a style that was new for Rome. Um, and then he did... A painting called the Card Sharps, which attracted the patronage of Cardinal Francesco Maria del Monte. What year is this now? The like fifteen eighty seven eighty eight. Ew! I um, was talking on the mic the whole time. Bruno's goober was on it. Yeah, you left the mic right by his face, and uh, mm. Bruno goobered. The I mic. would love to see how Caravaggio would have treated that subject in a painting. What the boy what? using dirty microphone? <laughs> Boy using microphone that cat got snot on. So Caravaggio impresses this art collector, uh, the Cardinal Del Monte, who was one of the leading art connoisseurs in Rome. And in Del Monte's art-loving circle, uh, for them, Caravaggio executed a bunch of intimate uh, paintings called The Musicians, The Lute Player, uh, Tipsy Bacchus, uh, and a painting called Boy Bitten by a Lizard. So things are looking up. He's painting lizards and boys for members of the Catholic Church. Um, yeah, that's a good... Well, you know, um, that makes sense because, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, issues with boys with the Catholic Church. And also, the more things change, people, hey? the Catholic Church is fighting the lizard people, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Yes. You know, watch some David Icke, folks. Yeah, absolutely. Tipsy Bacchus is freaking beautiful. <laughs> I genuinely love it. I'm a tipsy Bacchus. Let's see. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's pretty neat. You're like you can tell he's got a nice buzz. If he has too much more, it's going to be a problem. Yep. In the in the painting, Bacchus's face is quite rosy. He yeah. must be a little bit drunk, I guess, which yeah. makes sense. Rosacea. Yeah. Yeah. That's when Bacchus feels confident that he can, you know, talk to girls. He feels mm. like he can dance. Uh, dance. He can tell. He's, he's like, I'm funnier. You know, mm-hmm. after I've had a few glasses of water. Social lubricant. I yes. got a My First Watercolors kit the other day from Michael's, the art supply shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think I could do this? Well, a yeah. tipsy Bacchus? Yeah. Yeah. I think, think I could do a tipsy Bacchus? We yeah, think everyone listening Chris. could do a tipsy Bacchus. 
So Caravaggio, now that he's got a, a patron in the church, he starts making paintings on religious themes uh, in a realist style. Now he'd be doing it on TikTok. And, Absolutely. Know. I know. It's like you wouldn't even have time to like even discover yeah. the depth of your talent because you'd be dancing like a fool on TikTok. Yeah. So he's doing understated, <laughs> deeply spiritual paintings um, that, that are bangers like a painting of Mary Magdalene, uh, a beheaded head of hollow fernies, Religious stuff, and these works uh, increased his fame and uh, his reputation, and to the point where he suddenly became the most famous painter in Rome. Cool. Did did he ever paint a whale's penis coming out of the water? Yes, for the Grand Inquisitor of the Spanish Inquisition. You know what? Sounds like the type of thing he'd request. If in it's fifteen eighty nine, you're a rich lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like it, James. Don't okay. you think? Don't if, stop. If you if you were patronizing a p- painter and paying him money to create his beautiful works, would, don't you think you'd be like, "Hey, um, yeah, I love the idea of like, could you paint me maybe like you know, can you sex? Paint, yeah, can you then, paint like, and then just you know put that, it in a little notebook? I love your tipsy yeah. Bacchus, but can you do Bacchus like jerking off? <laughs> I am the cardinal of Rome. <laughs> you know that woman I love down by the. Fishmonger the, by the, the fishmonger's wife. You know how I l- have a crush on the fishmonger's wife. Can you paint a painting that is POV of me going down on her? <laughs> <laughs> Could you paint a, a jerk off instructions? Uh, <laughs> no, because I was going to say, um, oh, what? Could you paint? Let's just say Bacchus has a stepsister. <laughs> and she's yeah. stuck in the. Well, they didn't have dishwashers back then. What if but Bacchus is not the only one who's tipsy and his stepsister, yeah, yeah, is stuck in a, a regular barrel? <laughs> and there's, I guess, a fucking bowl of fruit somewhere. Yeah. I yeah, know yeah. It. You need to put the fruit in. And a lizard or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so no, I was going to say the. Some people say now the photo that we've all known as the one photo of possibly being Loch Ness Monster. Oh, I saw something about that. (laughs) Some people are saying now that it's a whale penis coming out of the water. Really? Damn. And they've shown footage of a whale spinning upside down underwater and its penis looks like that. What was the whale looking at if that's what the Loch Ness Monster is? That's what I want to know. I think it was looking at the moon's ass. Just like a normal sort of goldfish swims by. And the <laughs> when you see the moon's ass and you're a horny whale, that's a whoa. That's a Loch Ness. <laughs> um, Loch Ness. I'll try and skip through. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to get confused two stories back to back here. Well, I'm establishing his, his painting credentials before I get to the, the crazy part. Yeah, because of so far, not evil. Right. He's I a, genuinely love yeah. art, Mike. Yes. So I'm, yes. I'm in, interrupting you because I'm... I ate so much flock and chicken, yeah, but this yeah. is like, I love this. So, he's the most famous painter in Rome, he's got uh, commissions from the church, and he starts getting in, uh, into some trouble because of the way he treats religious uh, subjects. He was hired to decorate a chapel in Rome, and he hey, did... can you decorate my chapel? He did some <laughs> paintings of the martyrdom of St. Matthew, where he got in trouble because the way he painted St. Matthew was like, he was like a... A bald, naked peasant, and he looked dirty and stuff. And the church was like, "Why don't you make him look like an angel?" 
And Why did he do that? Because he, he used people from like the underworld, like yeah. lowlifes, gamblers, mm-hmm. criminals, prostitutes, uh, as models for these religious paintings. Interesting. Yeah. So he's pr- probably pretty subversive. Yes. And you said earlier he used kind of like a gr- like the grittiness of his own rough upbringing and it applied it to religious stories. And, Which was revolutionary, I guess, and at he's, the time. And, and so he's painting like these these figures as though they're people he knew too, like rough people. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. It, it is. is. And I joked earlier that yeah. he was punk, but he was punk. He was fucking punk. And Caravaggio, so, man. He's probably Richard uh, Hell's inspiration. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, um, Nardwar. Tom Verlaine. Tom Verlaine. And Nardwar. Um, so and because Green he was Day. doing this, he inspired Green Day. Uh, yeah. He Green inspired Day. the song American Idiot. Green Day, James. So he polarized people in Rome because young painters saw him as like their hero. He was like a Bob Dylan guy, a uh, uh, you know, revolutionary rebel guy. But older people in the church denounced him for... Um, Using local people in religious paintings. Hey, man, I'm just telling it like it is. Yeah. Uh, He went on to secure a string of prestigious commissions, however, for religious works featuring violent struggles, grotesque decapitations, torture, and death. Um, He Yeah, so I saw a a bunch of the decapitation paintings, and they're fucking cool. They're they're good. They're fucking crazy. But, yeah. Genuinely, they're really... Amazing. And critics thought that his realism was too vulgar, also. Um, so he's doing these. Wait till they get a load of us. <laughs> this town needs Thanks, a Caravaggio. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got in trouble for a painting called The Death of the Virgin, which was about Jesus' mother. Um, it was commissioned, and people were mad because he used a well known prostitute as his model for the Virgin Mary, which I feel like even if you did that today, there would be. An outcry by yeah, psychos. you are a hundred percent right. Yeah, and this is a hop, skip, and a jump away from the Vatican, right? And five hundred years ago, yes. But because he had, he was literally commissioned and had protectors in the church and the aristocracy. He sort of got away with it time and time again until he stopped getting away with so it. So how did he? What did he say? Did he? Do you have record of him saying anything to the public who are up in arms? I didn't find any uh, quotes, any quotes about paper. that. But I think his point of view was that like this is how people in Christ's time were. They weren't aristocrats. They were the poor. Jesus hung out with prostitutes for real, and like and lowlifes. So why elevate them to make them look perfect? That really, yeah. in this sort of American, um, you know, whitewashed Christianity. Yeah, they really don't dig into that part, huh? No. That Jesus was like a poor guy hanging out with low lives, basically. Yeah. They really no, just now sort he's of from America. Past that. And he's yeah. awesome. He's from Iowa. <laughs> 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 he's, <laughs> yeah, he's so... He looks like Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, do... Does the, does the... Do the Mormons think Jesus really was American? No, that that, that, that the guy found the tablets in... in in Utah, John Smith or whatever. Yeah. I think that Jesus came to America. Isn't they, that it? I don't know. No. He came be- to America, smoked a ciggy. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. went to the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. 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 Said every backwards thing that they believe in. So we've established that Caravaggio was a, a artistic rebel who was very divisive and he hung out with, you know, criminals and lowlifes in Rome. I'm going to get to his legal problems and his flight from Rome. So he, he led a tumultuous life. He was notorious for brawling, as I mentioned before. Um, 
and there are many existing police records and court transcripts about his court cases. Uh, it's claimed that around 1590 to 1592, Caravaggio um, committed a murder. Whoa. Which forced him to flee Milan, first to Venice, then to Rome. Then, in 1600, while living at the Palazzo Madama with his patron, who was a cardinal, Del Monte, Caravaggio beat a nobleman named Girolamo Stampa de Mont- Montepulciano, uh, who was a guest of the cardinal. He beat this guy with a club, resulting in an official complaint to the police. Was it just drunken debauchery? Yes, so he would walk around after doing a, a blitz of work uh, for like a month after he worked. He would just walk around drunk with a sword and just go out looking for fights. You're kidding. And he would often get arrested and spend time in this Roman jail called the Tor de Nona. But because he was so well-known and had powerful friends, he sort of was like let off with a warning again and again and again. Wow. That's and like after we got all those podcasts done in Port Dover, Mike, and <laughs> you, you went into Port Dover with a sword. Yeah, yeah. I didn't give a fuck. Um, also, I just want to say another connection here. The Cardinal, Del, Del Monte, Monte. Makes me want to eat Makes a really good fruit? canned tropical fruit salad. Mm. I was thinking of the ad, Del Monte Fruit and Juice. Del yeah. Monte. Yeah. Imagine an ad where for Del Monte Pineapples where it shows Caravaggio killing a guy and fleeing Rome, and then he's like, oh no, I need, I need to bring one thing with me for my trip. <laughs> Canada Del Monte Pineapples. I need to get the fuck out of here. Del Monte. <laughs> So, in the midst of all this, he's going to jail, getting in trouble. He's still painting religious paintings hmm. uh, that are very beautiful, uh, such as bangers like The Taking of Christ and The Amor Vincent Omnia. These sound better than Boy Looks at Fruit. Boy playing... Shit, Sega. I'm on the run. Where the fuck can I paint? <laughs> in 1603, he's arrested again. Uh, this time, and this is interesting, he's arrested for defaming another painter, a rival painter, named Giovanni Baglione, who sued Caravaggio for writing offensive poems about him and distributing offensive poems. That ought to show him. I'm surprised you could sue for that back then. Hey, a man's name and reputation are worth more than paint. I've written so many offensive poems about people, no one cares. Yeah. I mean, they're all in my book. We had that argument, and then you wrote an offensive poem about me and mailed it to me. I just I know. We had to talk about it for a long time. Mm. We had to sit down and have moderated chats. <laughs> I just be, make our people. friendship whole again. Yeah. yeah. The poem was it hit you hard. It well, the thing was, it was just so beautiful. But I didn't it like hurt. the content. I yeah. know. And the calligraphy I put a lot of work into it. Yeah. Too, the letters were so beautiful. Even the presentation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a hard time for us, James. Yeah, I'll I'll never forget that poem. Between May uh, and October 1604, Mr. C was arrested several times for possession of illegal weapons. He's walking around Rome with a sword and for insulting city guards. It's so funny to think of. So he just really, like, once he broke bad, yes, he really broke loose. He was also sued by a tavern waiter for having thrown a plate of artichokes in his face. <laughs> wow. Fuck, dude. This guy is, like, <laughs> up there at the, the height of CBGBs. Yep. I'm getting Lou Reed vibes. Um, I'm getting... Uh, or Colin Farrell or like a Hollywood bad boy. Charlie Sheen. Um, oh, fuck. In 1605, Caravaggio was forced to flee Genoa for three weeks after seriously injuring a notary in a dispute over a woman named Lena, who was Caravaggio's model and lover. Um, 
He attacked the notary with a sword, causing a severe head injury. He attacked who with a sword? A notary. Oh. And upon his return to Rome, crazy. more trouble. Get this. No. Caravaggio was sued by his landlady named Prudenzia Bruni for not having paid his rent. Who's and out of spite, he thinks. Threw, yeah. I was going to say, out of spite, Caravaggio threw rocks through her window at night. <laughs> he's nonstop, full throttle. It's like How's he's on this crank. For rent? It sounds like around this time, he had to keep his heart going. On crank speed, adrenaline style. Yes. Oh, yeah. Did, did, is there anything in there about him being injected with a poison by a gang? Sorry, I was right. That's the next thing I have in the Google Doc. Yes, he was injected by an apothecary with a poison that uh, made his heart happy. <laughs> it's the only thing that can justify his nonstop uh, he, you know lack what? of respect for any this kind of got, civility. Hey, he needed therapy. Yes. Yeah. Better help. help. Caravaggio will literally paint a painting of Bacchus instead of going to therapy. <laughs> tipsy Bacchus. Tipsy yeah, Bacchus. Tipsy Bacchus. <laughs> he's a mess. He's drunk. He's, uh, he gets hospitalized for an injury where he fell on his own sword when he was out drunk one night. Um, hmm. And uh, yeah, he's generally just sort of getting sword a reputation. Sword control now. Yes. Uh, hmm. He would just wander the s- city at night looking for people to fight with and argue with. Caravaggio's a damn out-of-control uh, guy like the Tasmanian devil, and his greatest problem um, began on May 29th, 1606, when he killed a guy named Ranuccio Tamosani, who was a gangster with a wealthy family, Shit. and uh, Ranuncio died in a duel with swords. The two had argued a bunch of times. They didn't like each other, old rivals, and they often fought, but this time it got fatal. And no one's sure exactly what the fight was over. Some people think that they were quarreling over a gambling debt uh, or a tennis match. And still I others... I tennis match. Yeah. Would you kill for a tennis match? Like that was a double fault. No, it wasn't. I'm going to kill you. And then some people say <laughs> that the fight was over a well-known uh, Roman prostitute who had modeled for Caravaggio... Who was also Tomasani's? Uh, Tomasani was her pimp. Oh. Dude, this sounds like, um, you know, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, S- interesting. And he castrated Tomasani also during the. Whoa! I'll just Bur- be burying the lead here. I'll yeah. just be taking these with me. So they're boy f- with balls. <laughs> they're, <laughs> so they're fighting over a woman. Yeah, she. Maybe Caravaggio likes her or loves her or something. The other guy is her pimp. Yes. And then they get in a big fight and Caravaggio cuts off his balls? Yeah. Wow. Total alpha move, you know? Yeah. Alpha dog, beautiful painter. Yeah. Now, his patrons had always been able to like shelter him and get him sort of off with a slap on the damn Italian wrist in the past. But this guy who was killed, he was from a wealthy known like aristocratic family. Yeah. Had connections. Yeah. So suddenly his patrons are like, we can't help you. Caravaggio gets the fuck out of Rome. So that's like if your Patreon account is deleted. Yeah. So he gets out of Rome and he goes to Naples and Malta and Sicily. He's he's basically on the run for the rest of his life, his short life. Um, After Naples, he goes to Malta um, where he's made a knight of Malta. Hmm. They didn't give a shit about this castration. No. And he hoped that his Knights of Malta friends could help him get a papal pardon. 
So he starts making a bunch of nice art for the Knights of Malta to try and like, uh, <laughs> like impress them to help him or whatever. Okay. And he uh, does some major works. He's still painting during this whole time and developing He's his, a workaholic. his style. Uh, um, one of his major paintings that some consider to be one of the most important works in Western painting is a work called uh, Beheading of St. John the Baptist, which I think you held up before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Really beautiful painting. The thing is, is it sounds to me like he was a workaholic, yes, addicted to expressing himself with his paintbrush and canvas. But also, maybe he should never have stopped painting. That's what kept him out of trouble. Yeah. People should have just kept putting next canvas in front of him after next canvas. Otherwise, he starts killing people, throwing rocks through people's windows. Throwing artichokes. <laughs> throwing artichokes at <laughs> respectable people. So he starts painting all these scenes of severed heads, and it's interesting because when he fled Rome... He was sentenced to be beheaded for murder, and there was an open bounty uh, on his head, enabling anyone who recognized him to cut his head off. And where was he safe? Uh, well, he fled to first Naples, then he's in Malta now. That's a crazy law. And yeah. if you see him, you, you may cut his head off. <laughs> okay. And if we see him, we're going to cut his head off. Okay. I, I he did guess. that in the States. He'd be like, if you see this criminal, you are the United States government allows you to cut off their head. Yeah, America's Most Wanted. I'm going to find him. I'm going to cut his head right <laughs> off. Oops, I cut off the head of the wrong guy. Oops, I cut off the head of my wife's friend, Tony. Was that when it wasn't known as all of Italy yet? They were just separate little cities? They were I mean, city-states and yeah. duchies. City states, yeah, because yeah, it wasn't... Italy wasn't until quite late. Duchy. Eight, late 1800s? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very new country. Um, so that's why he could hide country. there and Also the Rome genre, the musical genre. <laughs> yep. Couldn't do anything. Yes, once you left the border, I guess you were free. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so he's in Malta. He's see- sought refuge there. He's got friends. He's now a knight of Malta. Things are going his way. But in, in 1608, he's arrested again and imprisoned for brawling and severely injuring one of the knights of Malta. Uh, and this doesn't sit well with the organization. So is he a big drinker or something? Or is he bipolar or something? He, he just did weed gummies, but... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he's a mess. So he had to escape from Malta, which was already his refuge, right? And the the Knights of Malta called him, quote, uh, he had been expelled as a foul and rotten member wow. of the Knights. He's toxic. He's a toxic man. He ends up in Sicily, right? Sure. Home of uh, Sophia from Golden Girls, I think. Oh. And he meets up with an old friend from his Rome days, and they go on a big tour together, like... Um, Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon in... Uh, the Trip. In The Trip. It's fun. They're touring around, painting, selling their works, getting commissions and stuff. Doing their impressions of Michael Caine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My name is Michael Caine. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Singing uh, ABBA. The mm-hmm. winner takes it all. Yeah. So good. Now, contemporary reports apparently around this time describe Caravaggio as a man... Whose, be- whose behavior was becoming increasingly bizarre. Yeah, but there was also a couple people that described him as totally fine. I don't get what the big deal is. <laughs> he's fun to party with. Yeah, he's always been nice to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Caravaggio, like, he's always been nice to me. Uh, I, I have heard that stuff. I hear what you're saying, but he's always been nice to me. I know he's fucked up, but when I look at those, you gotta hand it to him. All those paintings of boys with fruit and bowls. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> 
One of the greats. I don't know. Can you separate the artist from the mass murderer? He's sleeping fully armed and in his clothes at this time. He's ripping up paintings at the slightest word of criticism. So he's just like, he's like a, a trick. What do they call it? A feather, hair trigger. Yeah. Hair, hair trigger person. Fuck, I'm blanking on that expression too, yeah. but I know exactly yeah. what you mean. And he's mocking local painters and making fun of uh, he's, other he's painters. Trolling, he's trolling them. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was an accident. That a hundred percent was an accident. I've had a long day in the sun with my it's daughters. I'm sorry. It's not the Caravaggio is extremely interesting. And we're to coming me. to the end. So he's he's. But it is very interesting to me. He's behaving weirdly, but others say he's his whole life been a bit of a weirdo. Um, there are reports of him being. Someone calls him quote extremely crazy, um, and that Caravaggio. Um, increased his, his weirdness increased after being in Malta hmm. now he starts telling people that he needs to get out of uh, Sicily now because he's afraid that there are people after him papal agents or people he just refers to as his enemies so he's going a little bit nuts R- reminds me of uh, an Italian Randy Quaid how old is he here well, he died at 39, so he's like 37. Do you think he had like a slight schizophrenia or something? Well, we're going to get to something that links up to two episodes ago very okay. soon. Oh, interesting. Basically. He's back in Naples uh, after nine months in Sicily, uh, and his biographers say that he was uh, complaining about being pursued by enemies, and he sought out a safe place there. Still painting, still developing his style. In 1609, he's in a fight. There's an attempt on his life. Uh, maybe he was ambushed by guys from the Knights of Malta who want to seek revenge. And those and, guys are fucking... Yes. You don't want to run into the Knights of Malta in a dark alley. <laughs> Jesus. His face is severely disfigured and fucked up, right, in this, in this fight. So he's scarred now. Shit. Say hello to my little friend. It's a paintbrush. Yeah. Rumors start to circulate. He's dead. He paints more severed head paintings. Salome with the head of John the Baptist. Uh, and he gives this painting uh, to the Grand Master of the Knights of Malta, hoping that it, this will like mend fences and get him a papal uh, pardon, because he's sick of being on the run. His life is a mess. He gets word that this is going to work. He gets encouraging news from Rome. And in the summer of 1610, Caravaggio takes a boat to Rome uh, to get his papal pardon. But what happened next? is the subject of much confusion and conjecture, conjecture and it's shrouded in mystery. Because he fucking died on the boat. Hmm. Oh, kind of like that Charlie Chaplin mystery thing. Was that one? I don't know. <laughs> now, the bare facts of his death seem to be... Oh, we should end this episode. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's good. It's, good. <laughs> it's, it's really good. So the bare facts of what happened to him seem to be thus... Uh, on July 28th, um, an anonymous, like a newsletter called an aviso from Rome to the court of Urbino reported that Caravaggio was dead. Three days later, another newsletter said that he had died of fever on his way from Naples to Rome. He did have a fever at the time of his death, at the age of 39, uh, but people don't know exactly what killed him. It's a matter of historical debate. Some say that it was the uh, Tomasoni family. Remember that guy he killed? Yep. Who was uh, a mob guy? I know what is going to be the connector. 
And then some say it was the Knights of Malta who killed him in revenge for him injuring one of their number. Can I take a guess? Hold on a second. No, but I... I, But hold on. I'll I'll let you guess. Some say he died of syphilis because he was a rough and... Tumble fucker. He would throw artichokes at you if he liked it. (laughs) Some say he died of malaria or other uh, um, a disease called brucellosis from unpasteurized dairy, which would be the funniest way to die. Um, But Chris, what do you think Caravaggio died of? Well, here I am sitting over here trying to figure out what's making this guy so batty. Here I am. Was it a mental illness or? Well, how about this? Was he using paints that had lead in them? Initial tests of uh, Caravaggio's remains in 2010 suggest that he might have died of lead poisoning. That's interesting. Paints used at the time contained high amounts of lead salts, and Caravaggio is known to have indulged in violent behavior as caused by lead poisoning. Apparently, he was also a very messy painter, I read. Yeah, he would sniff his paints right up into his brain. Yeah. What? Other research says that he died of a result uh, of a wound sustained in a brawl in Naples. Hmm. But... He was painting nonstop with like primitive lead paint, acting mm. like a damn wild, crazy guy. Interesting. Now, now, here's the weird thing. His life was insane. And he was, the last few years of his life, he was trapped in a fury of paranoia and frustration and violence. Mm-hmm. But his art still lives on and it the memory of him is still very bright in especially people who celebrate art like all these years later probably forever yes it probably made his indent forever in human history so what would you choose would you choose making an impact <laughs> like that on the world or would you prefer a calmer more chill life Without mm. all the mental and physical anguish. That's a good question. And also, he caused some deaths of some other people. Right. So, which is so you're kind of a tormented cruel. guy, but you are remembered for centuries as a genius, or you're yeah. you live a good life, but you're not known as a genius. Yeah, like you, you don't make yeah. it. I think I'd pick the good life because when you're dead, <laughs> what does it matter anyway? Guess what, guys? I got news for you. I think we already picked a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, you're We're right. We're three Caravaggios. That's the new name no. of Evil Man. No, no. We're the opposite. We're, We're, the, uh, we're the chill guys. Oh, damn. I didn't understand. Because <laughs> I see myself as a Caravaggio type figure. Well, people listening to Evil Men definitely are reminded of Salome holding uh, John the Baptist's head yeah. painting. They're like, it's as, it's as stark and, uh, and uh, you know, the play of light and shadow of evil men. Oh, my God. People do talk about us like that. Mm-hmm. You never know. It might make an impact. I may have to make a castration channel on our Discord. Um. But you brought up that he has, yeah, he's gone down the centuries. He he was sort of forgotten when he died, even though he had been super famous at the time. Yeah. And then he had a resurgence, and now he his place in art history is established forever. He's especially seen as like a uh, pioneering like queer painter who painted queer scenes with um, homoeroticism in his work that is not hard to read when, when you look at those paintings of these young sort of... Um, Coquettish boys offering you fruit and wine. Oh, well, I did at notice you. that. Like, that's the sexiest of Bacchus uh, interpretation I've ever seen. Almost looked like a a Japanese geisha. 
with the painting of Bacchus's face. Yeah. I was like, okay, but you know. Imagine going to a restaurant or a nightclub and you got this tipsy Bacchus coming up to you. You know what? I also... <laughs> yeah, if I'm yeah. going to have pictures of paintings of little boys up, <laughs> I want them to be a little less, uh, you know... <laughs> Something a little more rough and more adult, you know. You like them rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need I like rough sort of, and tumble boys. Yeah, attractive. Yeah, no. Um, but another thing you said earlier, which I, I want to reference. Um, I've seen some Homer eroticism myself, too. It's oh, really? a cartoon of Homer and Marge doing it. <laughs> That's uh, Homer, Homer erotic. Yeah. Oh, good one. Thank you. Homer erotic. <laughs> Homeroticism. So, Caravaggio never married, had no, oh. no known children. Oh, Sorry. not to. Homie. The worst part about Simpsons porn is that th- not the the main voice actors, like, but randos do the voices. Takes you out of it. <laughs> I can't believe they didn't get Dan Castellaneta to, <laughs> to do it. I know. He'd be good at that. Oh. Caravaggio, mm. um, he never married, had kids, that is known at least. And uh, there's, in, in none of so his paintings. So maybe he was Homer. Well, there are, in, there's never an erotic female figure in the artist's oeuvre. Right. It's only women holding up a dead man's head. <laughs> but I thought he was, uh, for some reason I got the sense he was sleeping with women. But maybe I'm wrong yeah. on that. Maybe he, was, maybe he liked both. Maybe he. It seems yeah. he did. And and the, I do mm-hmm. have one question. The, the the guy he castrated. He, they were fighting over a prostitute. Well, it might have been over a tennis match. Might have been over uh, a gambling debt, or might have been over yeah. a prostitute. Mm-hmm. It's the typical three reasons that a guy yeah. gets castrated. And also, history three. is fudgy. <laughs> history is like fudgyo because different people say hearsay to incriminate the person they're angry at. Like some of the evil men that we've done in the past, by the end of the story, you're like, and this all could have just been because they were Protestant. Yeah. yeah. You know, and like everybody creates this whole mythology about you. So even then, like, you H. know. H.H. Holmes, I, it was disappointing because I don't think a lot of the legends are real. Well, that was the same with Rasputin. Yeah. Rasputin seemed to be like, yeah, he was a big, crazy, in, weird, intimidating guy, but. You never know a night a night of Malta or no the Roman soldier who was it yeah any one of those guys could have been like uh, he's actually uh, flirting with my woman mm-hmm. but really it's something else yeah mm-hmm. you never know with Caravaggio what he's up to it could have been he threw um, he threw some French fries in someone's face or you know uh, yeah yeah. They were eating so back many. Back in those back days, then. he might have clipped his toenail wrong and got a cut and got an infection and died. I mean, those people had. There's no medicine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thirty-five. Yeah, your body was open for yeah. you thirty-nine. Know, thirty-nine. Yeah, 39. your body back then. Oh man, so you're really pushing it then. Your body's open for endless doom. To put this in context, he died a year before. Uh, the age of Steve Carell's character in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Okay. Actually, okay, now that contextualizes it for me a bit. That's his name? All right. Steve Carell? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Yeah, what do you think it is? <laughs> it doesn't sound right. You thought right his to name me. was the 40 year old virgin? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's the 40 year old virgin. Hello, hello. <laughs> uh, well, Mike, great job. Very interesting. I, yeah. Um, genuinely very interesting. I'm glad I know about Carvaggio. I was glad to Vaggio you guys. Um, yeah. Let's bring out Vodg Talk. Uh, why don't we bring out the evilometer? Oh, look, it's dressed like Bacchus, or like a little tipsy oh, Bacchus. He was listening Aww. to the podcast. Look at it. He's got Rosie. holding grapes. Yeah. And he's got like um, petals all over him. Yeah. He's got the yeah. laurel wreath yeah. around his head. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, look. Oh, look at this. Like he's cubes. humping my leg. <laughs> Down boy. Yeah, a yeah. little too much like Bacchus. Bacchus more there. like Bacchus. Yeah. Well, horny Bacchus, not tipsy. Yeah. Or both. Eh, you never know. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, I can go first if you want. Okay. <clears throat> Jeez. That's what Caravaggio would have wanted. Caravaggio. Well, very interesting person. A crazy life. Doesn't seem like a uh, really mentally healthy, <laughs> you know, guy. Um, mm. I mean, I, it doesn't seem like any of his murders were done in cold blood as far as I can see. It yeah. seems like he would get drunk, go have a fight, and kill somebody, which is definitely wrong and bad, <laughs> but mm. maybe but. not that bad. And maybe for the kind of guy who goes out looking for a fight, not that you that, that shouldn't happen to you, but, you know, I don't know. It was not like he was sneaking in, like beating up old ladies or something. They were probably like... Well, dudes. he threw rocks at a mm-hmm. landlord, but that doesn't count. <laughs> he he was and, and, in the right. He was depend- evicted, right? Uh, I think he hadn't paid his rent, but still, it's okay to throw rocks at a landlord. <laughs> but I think, oh, it's, yeah. I think it's a tricky one, too, because like if he cut off that guy's balls because the guy was horrible to... You know the the woman he was a pimp of. Yeah. Then hey, that's not that bad. Yeah. If he did it because it was up. a tennis match and he yeah. thought the guy mm. cheated or something. Yeah, he's a nut. Yeah, he's like you saying. Uh, I rigged the tennis balls. I'll take your balls off your rig. <laughs> oh, good one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what do you think of these tennis balls? I don't know. They're not really um, bouncy enough. How about these? Yeah. Oh, they're um, not really bouncy enough. That's because they're Roman soldiers' testicles. You fucking nimwit. What? <laughs> Uh, Nimwit. <laughs> Nimwit. <laughs> Dimwit meets Nimrod. Nimwit. Dimrod. Dimrod. Okay, James, you're just building to a climax here. What, oh, what's it going to be, Mr. Hartnett? Finally, James has an orgasm. 1.1. Wow, you love Carvaggio <laughs> so much. And I'll tell you what, I was <laughs> this close to giving him a 0.9. Wow. But I thought, eh, he did. What if he killed somebody kind of. But he, he threw. He treated a uh, service worker poorly. <laughs> Artichokes. Yeah, true, but mm. maybe the service worker was being a jerk. Always taking the, the side he, of the powerful. I see, I see. The fact that he threw artichokes at someone is still in the annals of history, standing the test of time is kind of <laughs> hilarious. But he's still on the evil scale. I mean, I'm putting him on it, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's just very low yeah. for me. I'm going to give him a three because he did kill some people, but it was in a blind fury Yeah, and he was drunk. And also, we got to remember the 16th century, like, who didn't kill someone? True. Fair enough. Like, that's just how people lived back then. Mm -hmm. They were like, shut up, clown. I said, shut up, clown. (laughs) Oh, I've choked him to death. 
Yeah. Like people, <laughs> or I hit them with a rock. Like people's tempers yeah. were not in check back then. They didn't have Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty, so they had to really do all that. Or Rage Against the Machine concerts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, Caravaggio would have loved Rage Against the <laughs> yeah. Machine. Caravaggio, wait, don't hit him. Listen to this. Banu, banu, banu. Come in now. I think there should be a video game in the style of Grand Theft Auto where you are Caravaggio <laughs> on a drunken night out with your sword. That's brilliant. Trying not to get arrested. That's, but that's trying to, fucking amazing. Yeah, that's actually a really See? good idea. Yes. I told you. You're, we keep giving away money-making ideas a, on like this like Grand Theft Auto V, but you're Caravaggio <laughs> in Rome in 1590, and you kind of can go around. You can steal people's chariots. Kill people with a sword. I don't know if they had... Did they have chariots? But or, you know, point? a horse or whatever. Yeah, the horse. They had horses. Yeah. Just making a horse. Here's the thing. His Grand yeah, theft the back, last back, back half of his life, back half of his Lagio, did sound like Grand Theft Auto. It's crazy. Yeah. We keep giving you know, away money It's funny, too, here. because he is like Jason Statham in Crank. Yeah. yeah. Everything comes like, back together But imagine in Jason episodes. Statham in Crank wouldn't have painted... Like, maybe this guy needed a more active hobby. Like, painting yeah. is so quiet and still and small. Like, he needed a box. Or, yeah, Jason or, Statham was a hitman in Or Crank. bungee jump or something. Or, yeah. like, you know, base jump. I can't believe he found the time to revolutionize art while he was on the run and being, like, persecuted. If someone's mad at me or is after me, I can't do any creative work. You know what I mean? I'm stressed. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. He just whipped these out. And these weren't like yeah. lolly dolly blues and yellows like Maude Lewis over here. These were Caravaggio's. <laughs> and like, I love Maude Lewis, but Maude you know Lewis? what I'm saying? The, the Knights of Malta were after me a few months ago. Yeah. And I had to have a, I had to write a script, and I didn't. I missed the deadline because I was so uh, stressed about it. Last time the Knights of Malta were after me, I couldn't riff any nonsense. Imagine, it was all coming out serious. Imagine we go to Comedy Bar, and there's just two full knights in like full <laughs> armor standing in the back of the room. And I'm like, hey, Mike, don't you know those Knights of Malta? And you're like, oh, shit, and I got to get out of here. Zip, 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 zip. Yeah, and run away. And they're just sort of standing there milling around, these two uh, knights in full armor. <laughs> well, I guess the last number for the Evilometer falls to me, the man who created this episode, Caravaggio. <laughs> um, uh, not the worst guy we've done, and if it was lead poisoning that made him go absolutely fucking mm. psycho, I guess that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't seem like a cold-blooded guy. He just seemed like a hothead who... Let fame go to his go to his head. There's a chance he was cool. I think he was cool. Yeah. Until he became insane, and then he wasn't cool. Hmm. Uh, like Charlie Sheen, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiger blood. Yes. He was. T- <laughs> I'm gonna give him like a four point seven. Wow. Yeah. Hi. No, three point seven because he threw rocks to the lady, the landlady's window, which is so funny. <laughs> ah, I like that. Yeah. All right. I like how your ethical code, super specific <laughs> ethical code, comes through on some of these votes. Why is he? Why didn't he own a play? I guess because he was always leaving because he was under arrest. But he's like the most famous guy in Rome. Does no Caravaggio can't afford to buy. This yeah. market is out of control. Absolutely. I talked to Caravaggio the other day. He's renting. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Well, Mike, I love that. Thanks, Chris. That was so fun. I had a great time. Um, it's fun to be with you guys. I haven't gotten a text back from Tim, so it looks like there's no space for me on Laugh Sabbath tonight. But both you guys uh, are on. Well, you should come uh, anyway. You, maybe they'll let you jump on. And by the time this out. episode is out, don't worry, listeners. You can't catch him. It's uh, coming out a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. But you guys are both on Laugh Sabbath tonight. True. Have any new jokes you want to 
preview here on the podcast that you're trying? I'm probably going to joke about the intricate play of light and shadow in 16th century <laughs> Italian paintings. Yeah. Everything we talk about on our podcast translates well to live audience on stage. <laughs> James? Um, you know, I'm trying to work on uh, this idea about um, hot dogs. Why do we have hot dogs on hot dog buns? If you put mm-hmm. a hot dog in a hamburger bun, is that... You know what is like? This is just yeah. that kind of steps on some of my is hot dog a sandwich bit. Oh, that's your bit, right? I forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Well, guys, I think that was another great episode of. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.